Welcome to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. All right, so work and rest is our topic for today. And some of you may be listening to this podcast on your way to work. And trying to tie this into rest if, if perhaps maybe you feel anything like I do, those two things can feel out of balance. It's sometimes it's work, 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 and we feel like we get very little rest. So our goal today is to kind of attempt to talk through, by no means do I feel like I have the answer, but to attempt to talk through finding a balance between work and rest. All right, so as we begin to dive into our topic today, um, I want to keep in mind or, or for us to keep in mind that this isn't just talking about an occupation type of work, but we're also looking at, you know, beyond the eight to five work day or beyond whatever the occupation is, and also thinking about how this applies to work and rest within the kingdom of God. So the Bible does say a lot about work and our works. This, this ranges from the works of God to the works of man, from Genesis to Revelation, that there is, there is talk of this work or works. And the Bible speaks of a mind to work, a work of faith, good works, and being fruitful in every good work. The Bible says that we are God's workmanship and that He wants to work in us as well. So again, aside from our, our normal job and occupation, how important is it for us to grasp that there is a work that God wants for us to do within his kingdom? And maybe we are well aware of, of what that work is, and we're already you know in that place of feeling like this is the work God wants me to do. But what about finding those moments of rest from the work you are doing? So we're going to look at Mark chapter six first. Um, and before we do, a little background uh, information here. So Jesus has chosen his 12 and they have been sent out to do the work of the kingdom. They are preaching the word. They are casting out devils. They are healing the sick. <laughs> they are doing a work, you know. And, and then towards the end of that, they get the news that John the Baptist has been beheaded and the disciples are laying him to rest in a tomb. So not only is work being done, but there is also the experiencing of hard times and just, you know, kind of a struggle here with that work. And this brings us up to verse 30 of Mark chapter 6. And the disciples gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. In other words, Jesus, here's everything that's been going on. Here's, here's everything that we experienced and did and went through. And, and even the hard times of you know hearing about what happened to John. And as an application to us, he wants us to talk with him about our day, about the work that we're doing, especially if it's for his kingdom. Verse 31, and he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, 
and they had no leisure so much as to eat. So after hearing everything his disciples had told him, his response was an invitation to come. Come and step away from everything that's going on for just a moment and rest a while. And I wonder what the disciples felt in that moment. If it was relief, he's saying that we get rest. Or was there this thought of there's still so much to do? How can we separate ourselves and take some time of rest? And this verse continues and says, there were coming and going. And maybe our day feels so much like that as well. You know, there's so much going on and we're so busy. We don't know if we're coming or if we're going because of everything that's going on. And we're so busy doing and working that we've done so much and perhaps didn't even stop to eat lunch or eat dinner or whatever because we're just going and going. So in the midst of all of that work, we'd like to find a moment of rest with the master. But with all the coming and going, with all the needs, sometimes rest doesn't even feel like an option. Maybe because we fear that if we stop working or stop doing, that something is going to get neglected. Or we worry about the needs of things and others around us. I can't stop doing. I can't stop going because this needs to be done or that needs to be done. Well, (laughs) if we keep that up for too long, we might find ourselves in burnout. You know, the, the candle is burning at both ends. And that can lead to some major frustration. And perhaps later down the line, even some idleness. You know, that point to where we're so done and and burnt out from all the constant work that now all I want to do is do nothing because <laughs> I'm so burnt out. And, and this thought, this experience presents the question, where is that balance? Where is the balance between work and rest? Where is the balance between feeding and being fed? Well, as we continue reading in Mark chapter 6, speaking of feeding and being fed, right after this invitation to rest, another work or another need arises in verse 33. And the people saw them departing, you know, trying to get away to rest. And many knew him and ran a foot thither out of all the cities and outwent them and came together unto him. So, their rest maybe didn't feel like rest anymore. (laughs) How many of, of us have had that same feeling that when we just get about comfortable, when we just sit down to try to get just a moment of rest, right when you sat down to grab just a quick bite to eat, because you ain't had nothing all day long, the phone rings, a need arises, your kids need something, etc. Where is that balance between work and rest? Where is that balance between feeding, working, serving, giving, and then being fed yourself? Now, in the case of this story, we all know that Jesus did end up feeding and there was leftovers too. So to recap this, we have 
the disciples who were doing a work for the kingdom were invited to a place of rest. And now, perhaps in the midst of trying to get rest and and feeling tired and weary, maybe, Jesus not only feeds all the people that were following them, but also his disciples that had been working and serving. Point being, he's not going to leave us tired and hungry. So let's look at a couple of other places where we, we kind of get an idea of this concept of work and rest. Well, it starts with creation. In the beginning, God began the work of creation. So skipping over to Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. There was work and there was rest. If we look at the feeding and being fed viewpoint in John chapter 4, we'll look at verse 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Our work, again, whether it's occupation that we do from eight to five or a work for the kingdom, can leave us weary at times. And in the midst of feeling weary, there's still a work to do. And we're told, I forget what book it's written in, but to be not weary in well-doing. And to look at Jesus in his weary moment, he reached not only one woman, but a city as a result of working through that weariness. And I have to ask myself the question, can I let the Lord work through my moments of weariness when he wants me to keep on and press on. So as that chapter continues, his disciples show up knowing or assuming that he's hungry. And in verse 31 of chapter four of John, they say, master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore, said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Where is the balance of feeding and being fed? In his humanity, Jesus was weary. His disciples point out that He must have been hungry even in the midst of being weary. So in the midst of being hungry and weary, what was fulfilling to him? What truly fed him? It was doing the will of God and finishing his work. So in personal application, what feeds my soul? What fulfills me when I've served and worked and given and I'm tired? (laughs) While eating a a Subway sandwich and and taking a nap may make me feel good. (laughs) What is it that gives me true, real fulfillment and rest? Doing the present duty and the work that God is asking of me, that in itself can be fulfilling. In the midst of working, serving, and laboring for the Lord, He fills the cup in a way that nothing else does. 
Now, in the midst of that, we may find potential hiccups when when looking at, am I really doing his will? Am I really doing his work? Because I may be doing lots of things, but is this what God intends for me to do? I can spend a lot of time and energy on works that I have chosen, but what is the work, the place of service that God has chosen for me? Earlier, I mentioned this topic of of work and rest goes from Genesis to Revelation. So let's look at Revelation and consider the letters that were written to the seven churches. The work we do on a day-to-day basis, our occupation that we do to pay the bills, so to speak, is one thing. But this, this concept of work also encompasses things such as our deeds, our doing, and our labor. Well, this is important because at the beginning of each letter that is written to the seven churches, the Lord said, I know thy works. And to some of them, he even mentions their labor as well as their service. So he's telling them, I know of your deeds. I know of your doing. I know of your labor. So here's our question again. Where is the balance between work? And rest. Well, perhaps a, a, a starting place to, to try to find the answer is to ask, what are my works? What am I doing with my time? And Lord, what do you want me to be doing? Have I found myself too busy with other things? Are, are my priorities out of order? When was the last time that I sat down made a list of everything I'm doing, all the responsibilities, all the commitments, and took each item one by one, asking, Lord, order my steps. Lord, is this something you want me to do? Lord, where should this be on my priority list? Well, that talks of work. So to bring in the rest piece, it's in Revelations 14 that we read about the Lamb that stood on Mount Zion, and they sang a new song before the throne. And moving down to verse 13, it says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. In other words, if I will continue with the mindset to work for the Lord, to serve Him, to be steadfast, to keep on, and to be thou faithful unto death, which is also mentioned in Revelation, there is a rest from the labors. Now, bringing all this together after looking at some of those examples in Scripture, what are the applications? What is my takeaway? What or how can I apply this to my walk with God? Well, God has a work for us to do, and He wants to work through us as well. And just as much as He wants us to work, He also wants us to find that place of rest and fulfillment in Him. Just as much as I'm asking myself, what can I do within the kingdom of God? How can I serve the Lord? I should also ask myself, where and when will I make time to rest at His feet? 
And finding that place of rest can, can seem and feel easier said than done. So what are the things or some, some general ideas that come to mind that hinder our rest? Well, we talked about this briefly earlier, but our priorities. It feels so much harder today to establish priorities than it did 10, 20, or however many years ago. Just today, there are so many more options, programs, activities, different things readily available for us to sink our hands and time into. And sometimes we can find ourselves overcommitted to things. And honestly, it's, it's become the norm to always be busy doing something. I'm guilty of this. Somebody asked me how you're doing. I'm busy. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the 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 auto reaction because we're always doing, we're always going. But when the norm is go go go, finding rest can feel like a foreign place or idea. I was reminded as I was preparing for this, Brother Cooley uh, preached a message years ago about Mary and Martha. And he was talking about how sometimes people will use the phrase, don't just sit there, do something. Because it's this idea of you've always got to be doing, you've always got to be going. But rather than looking at that, don't just sit there, do something, reverse that and think, don't just do something, sit there. Don't just do something for the sake of doing. Sit there. But how often do we just stop for a moment and sit there at his feet? One of the beautiful things uh, about studying the, the word of God is when you discover something deeper about something you thought you already knew. <laughs> so, It's one of those moments where you have read that verse or that portion of scripture lots of times, but there's something about this moment when you digged a little deeper, you had this wow moment of, Lord, I never knew this. So as I was digging and and studying the concept of work and rest, I had a wow moment. So we're going to look at Matthew 11, 28 and 29, and that reference in itself, you already may know where I'm going with this, but that word rest that's mentioned in both verse 28 and 29, on the surface, the English word is rest. So I've always assumed they meant the same thing. The same rest that's mentioned in verse 28 is the same rest that's mentioned in verse 29, but the Greek meaning is slightly different for those two words. So, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said he would give us rest. By simply coming to him, he gives me rest. But the next verse takes things just a little bit deeper and really gets more personal. So, verse 29, Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. So talking through this, his yoke is upon me. 
That sounds like we're getting a little personal now. (laughs) I'm learning of him. There is time invested in that. I am seeing the meek and lowliness of his heart. There's an emphasis on relationship in that. And as a result, this rest is something that I have found. Not because I stumbled upon it on accident, but because I sought him. I went seeking for rest in him. I got personal with him. I began to learn of him through his word and talking with him about the work of his kingdom. I got heart to heart on matters of the kingdom with him. I began to talk about things going on in my little world and and wanting to find rest in him. I feel like my little way of explaining this is not going to do it justice, but it's like one of those moments where you have been seeking and searching for something. And then the moment comes, you finally found it. And the joy and the relief that comes with that. And in this case, it's rest. So if you're trying to find the balance between work and rest, it is something that you do find. (laughs) We find it in him. He said, ye shall find rest unto your souls. 